0: This is Melissa Hale Spencer at the Altamont Enterprise, and I am so excited this morning to have with us Kirsten Gonzalez. She is a senior at Gilderland High School and on her way to becoming an engineer. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, great. So I would just kind of like to start at the beginning. Um, you know, it's so rare, more in my ear than yours, to have a woman that is planning on being an engineer, and I would just love to know in your life what kind of shaped you that way. Was it your family? Was it a particular teacher? what What has headed you along this path?
1: I've always been interested in space, and I've always loved watching movies that are science fiction. So I've seen a lot of older films like The Time Machine and Two Thousand One: Space Odyssey. And they've just always had this fascination with um, all the different um, rocket ships and idea of aliens out there. And I just am in love with it. And um, it wasn't until freshman year of high school that my earth science teacher played a film called October Sky, in which it was a true story about um, these couple of boys who live in a coal mining town. And one day thought about rocket engineering, and they created rockets to test flight them and learn about them. And it was such a moving story to me that I thought that that would be a possible dream, although it was a childhood dream that I could pursue. And so I looked at my student handbook junior year, because it wasn't until then that I had thought seriously about college coming up. And I saw that our school offered engineering, and up to this point, I had no idea that that was even a election elective. Sorry, at our school, and so junior year, I took an
0: introductory class. Is this part of the project lead the way? It is. Yes. Well, then it was perfect timing for you because Gilderland hadn't had that program until very recently. So yes, they've had it for a couple of years,
1: and it's. I think it is fairly new. I'm not too knowledgeable on that aspect, right. but we do offer it. They have it and then they have it where you can take engineering without it, but I rather have the college credit and have that kind of college atmosphere to have a real sense of if this would be a possibility. So with that, my teacher Mr. Ball really um sparked my interest um more so towards the halfway point of the year because it wasn't until then that I was thinking that this seemed like a very difficult discipline and I wasn't too sure and I preferred the biology classes I was taking last year or sorry sophomore year and I thought I was going to go into biology and it wasn't until he persuaded me to join the robotics team that I really settled for yes I want to go into engineering
0: Well, this is a perfect segue into the robotics team. And that is what brought Kirsten to us because she gave a presentation before the Gilderland School Board recently, which our reporter was just so impressed with. And that's why I called her up to have her come in. So tell us about that club. How, how old is that? We are officially three years old, although this
1: is our second year completing with competitions. And uh, it started um, prior to when I came there. So um, now a freshman in college had approached my teacher and wanted to start a kind of club where it was hands-on and building, and it evolved into the VEX Robotics, which is a company that you can get certain parts from, and you build robots on certain challenges. So. We're three years old and hoping to keep on going. And how many students are part of this? Currently this year, we doubled in size to about 20 or so many students now, so we're
0: growing. Well, could you just back up, and you don't have to pretend that I know nothing about robotics (laughs) because it's true, and just tell me, I know it involves probably mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, just kind of describe for everyone who's listening as well as me, what it means to build a robot.
1: Well, there are a lot of components, and especially being a president this year, it was more of me being behind the scenes and gathering things for the club. So I got to really observe what it's like. It does involve some type of mechanical engineering because it's understanding gears and gear ratios and um, building and all that. So that's a little bit of electrical engineering, but not too much. It's um, building and programming. And then um, like there's specifics to it, but it's a lot of basic knowledge that we learn things to Project Lead the Way. And my knowledge to that extent isn't, that great compared to the builders who are like invested into that. So m- most of the time I wasn't in the workshop able to really get to the nitty and gritty of building. I did help with sometimes loosening or putting, um, screws, for example, but, um, I wouldn't be able to tell you too, too much.
0: Well, so tell, tell us what the club does. You, you compete with other schools that mm-hmm. have built robots, and how how does that unfold? I mean, what is a competition like? What do you what do you, What are the robots doing? How are they competing?
1: Yes, VEX Robotics has um, challenges each year, and they have whole kits that we have and purchase so that we can build these robots. And so, schools sign up for this program because there are multiple different robotics programs you can do. And so this year was Starstruck, in which we had a field and we have a fence in the middle and we have cubes and stars. So you have to throw the cubes and the stars over the fence. And it's open to a lot of interpretation as to what kind of robot you want to build. So we have a lot of brainstorming and going into groups. And then after that is the actual building of like the, uh, chassis or the drivetrain, which is like the foundation where you have the wheels and everything, and then deciding, are we going to have a claw? Are we going to have it lift or anything? Like, what do we have to do in order to complete this task? So a lot of it comes with us coming together to build a robot, and multiple other teams do the same thing, and we have three competitions in which we have to, um, either win an award or win the entire tournament for us to qualify for states. So it's almost like a sports team where you have a few competitions before the main bigger event. And so it's like with a sports team, you know, you have a task that you have to complete. So everyone has to work together with that task in order to complete it and do well and move on.
0: And you did very well in your last competition, right? Yes, thank you. <laughs> so tell you. us about
1: that. It was exciting. It was our second year coming back to states. Um, we were divided this year into divisions. So there was an engineering division and a technology division. And the names are arbitrary. It was just to separate the fact that there's so many teams there. There were about uh, 67 teams So we were in the engineering division, and in that division we came second place, and that was quite an exciting moment for everyone, and I'm sure that next year or so we'll probably hopefully go to Worlds, because it goes from state championships immediately to world championships. There's no national or regional kind of thing in and between.
0: where in the world is the championship held, the world championship?
1: It's usually in the South. This year it's in Kentucky, so they it's usually in the United States, as far as I know. So,
0: And so the first place in each of the state competitions goes to the world competition? Is that how it works?
1: Yes. In this case, um, because it was a uh, two divisions, the first of each division would go, so they are ending up sending six teams. Because in the competition, not only do you build your own robot and you're competing against other schools, but you're collaborating with other schools as well. Because you're not a sole robot on the field, To do the task it's you and an alliance member and then on the other side it's the opposing member and the opposing alliance member so it's great because we get to talk to other people from other schools and strategize and look at their robot and even exchange tools and it's a great way to build more of the engineering community as well as bring the schools closer and it's a lot different because I'm also in sports. So it's very different from the way we communicate in sports where it's competitive and it's kind of like wanting to win. And here it's more of we all get along and we all want to do well.
0: Isn't that a great dynamic for all kinds of things? Yeah. I love it. Well, when I talked to you briefly before, um, this morning, you said one of the reasons you wanted to go before the school board, your club, was because, um, you felt that, you know, the arts, the musicals and plays or the sports get so much more recognition or support. And I wondered if you could just talk a little about that. i tried to think through in my mind why that might be. You're right. I think it's true. And I wondered if because those other fields, there's more like a performance element. You know, like crowds come out to cheer on a football team (laughs) or they come out to watch a play. Is there any role that the community could or should be playing to And a backup its engineers at the high school level? Is there? Well, yes. The music and the art departments are very
1: big in my school. And I'm in the music department, so I do recognize that we're always um, putting ourselves out there. I think the main reason why our engineering department is undermined is because it's not well known that it's there in the first place. I didn't know till junior year by looking in the student handbook that it was there. Before I would recognize there's classrooms there, But I wasn't aware that there were engineering and manufacturing entirely. It just, I'm not sure it didn't register. But um, as for the community, we have done fundraisers. Like I've set up fundraisers before, and we did do a TCBY and Five Guys to put our name out there. And we've been trying to plan a community project with the library or different places where we can introduce. A robot and what it's like to be on an engineering team to either children or teenagers, because it's also important to recognize that some people might not be going into engineering but really love robotics, but it's the skills and the camaraderie with the team that really help you when you move on in later life.
0: Well, I hope this broadcast <laughs> brings a little more recognition. So I also, I wondered if you could talk about, because you said you yourself didn't know about the engineering program, just what, what courses are involved? What's the sequence that one would go through if they're in that Project Lead the Way program?
1: Yes. For the engineering track specifically, you start with an introductory class called Drawing and Design Production. And that would be typically freshman year, not junior year. And then you would go into civil engineering and architecture. And then the course I'm taking this year, which is third year engineering, is principles of engineering, which is more with the robotics and the programming aspect and understanding Uh, trusses and mechanical advantage. So it's a lot more of the physics aspect of um, engineering. And then after that, um, there's basically more courses you can take that are for programming and manufacturing. The engineering track kind of ends there for three years. So some people might go into uh, digital electronics or computer science after that to get both sides of, like with robotics, the programming and then the building aspect.
0: So you compressed a lot because you discovered this program late yes. in your high school career, and it sounds like you're also in sports, in music. I sort of a renaissance woman. It does it. Does the uh, engineering take precedence over that, or they're all just kind of equal parts in a? in a very rich life.
1: Yes. Well, I'm someone who is a busybody. I have to be doing a lot in order to be happy and um, continuously working. Um, Engineering does um, take an important role for many things. I have invested so much time for the club. I would stay after every single day. There wouldn't be any other things I would stay after for However, it would be difficult to juggle my academic schedule and then coming home from sports. So a lot of it is juggling and having to give up some days for some subjects and other days for others. But um, I definitely can't ignore engineering because you have to continuously practice and review concepts in order to understand them concretely For building projects and all that because you have to start from the bottom up you can't just ignore any variables
0: so if your life unfolds just the way you want it to you're admitted to worcester polytech institute you're pursuing your dream what how do you see your life unfolding what like what kind of engineering would you like to be doing and what kind of projects would you like to be working on
1: well, I want to go for a bachelor's for mechanical engineering to have a foundation of engineering, and if I continue and still have an interest in engineering, I hope to go into aeronautical engineering, just like with my childhood. Dream. I was going to say this is of, back to your movies uh, and in of the- space and um, basically the great beyond. I would love to work on building rocket ships or even the projects that they do on the International Space Station. Sometimes I watch the NASA channel at home and they do um, the um, growing of the plants on the space station. They've grown lettuce before or they have the 3D printer on the ISS and they have um, made tools on Earth that was then able to have a program go through to the 3d printer on the ship and they have the same tool that was a blueprint on earth so i would love to work on those innovative projects that they have going on there to understand the properties in space and maybe one day help with the mars mission so
0: how exciting yes um yeah in my childhood was not a high tech childhood. I would read Isaac Asimov. Have you ever read him? I have not. Well, I think he kind of invented the modern idea of robots. Maybe not. At least my idea of it. Do you, um, so your, your, uh, set of inspiration comes from a much more modern, uh, context. But I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts on the role that robots are playing now in our society. Um, as we become more and more automated and also in the future, the space component, I hadn't even heard of what you just described. So you probably know a lot more than I do on, on Earth as well. What, how do you see the current role of robots and the future and what it might, might entail? Well,
1: robots definitely are taking a presence on the Earth. I mean, A lot of times you hear in more of the Asian countries like Japan how they are becoming more human-like and doing more functions for dangerous jobs as well for humans. Mm -hmm. And um, I think there should definitely be a balance. Although I love robotics, it's important to still have the humanities and the arts with it being for humans. And I think the robots are going to help primarily with those difficult jobs. I mean, my engineering teacher, once again, Mr. Ball, um, had worked on the North Sea, and he had um, done a dangerous job with welding there, and now it can't be done by humans, and it has to be done by robots. So I think that robotics is very useful for those difficult labor jobs and um, backbreaking work that can cause more human injury rather than having something else that is programmed to do that work. But yes, we're becoming more automated with many things, Um, but I think the important thing to also remember is that humans are creating this, and that's also helping with creating more jobs. And with the club this year, it's more than just programming and building, because I had students who weren't very sure of if they wanted to really build or if they wanted to program so they had other jobs with helping with the robot and like getting our our name out there to designing um, templates and um, designs of what the robot would look like so there's a lot of components to it so I think robotics is beneficial for people too because it can open up more jobs contrary to what most people think Because there's a lot of um, processing that has to be done for the the program to work. Mm -hmm. And if we teach more people about that, it's a lot more thinking skills and application to important skills that can help later on. And as for the future with space? Is that what you were asking about?
0: Well, I was asking about the future on Earth, but space, go for it. Uh (laughs) I want to hear your ideas. Well, the future on Earth,
1: I'm not too certain about, but I do think it's going to help with a lot of those difficult Mm -hmm. jobs. I do think that they are trying to integrate more um, of the jobs that people don't want to do for robots as well, but I'm not too entirely sure because, once again, engineering is such a broad field but it's there's it's growing. There's always going to be people interested in it. It's a great career. Um, for space, I'm not too certain either. However, I'm assuming because there's so many projects that need to be done. There's so many things that have to be explored. And just with The recent news about NASA discovering those planets out there, there's definitely a lot of research that has to be done. So there's going to be more rocket ships that have to be built or shuttles. And um, planning for missions where we're going to have humans go on planets, that's going to take a lot of thinking. There's a lot of components that aren't talked about, like star radiation on human beings and having to preserve food or things like that, and new technology that will need to be created. So I think it's a prosperous field for anyone thinking about it, and it's so open. There's so many things you can go with it that if you just look at one aspect, it won't justify the whole field because there's so much to it.
0: Well, I like your large vision, and I also like the idea as you were describing it, because so often I think... Some people feel threatened by the idea of um, a mechanism taking over a job, but the way you described it, it was like opening frontiers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one thing I think a lot of people were very aware of was there was the recent police shooting, and they were able to have a robotic, <laughs> you know, a, I guess a robot you know, disarm someone rather than have a human be hurt. And I think largely people could say, oh, that's good. And just like you were describing other jobs that were dangerous rather than a threat to our current way of living a sense of progress. Another thing that I wonder about, and again, I may be just stuck in an earlier era, is the gender issue. Is it in your high school projectly the way classes, are? as many young women as men in them, or is it still um, a field that's dominated...
1: By men, it definitely is still dominated by men. There's many programs and scholarships out there for women, but my fresh or not my freshman, excuse me, my first year taking the class, I was one out of three uh, girls in the class, and then in the robotics team, I was. one to two of the only girls on the team and this year we've grown thank god and yet you were the
0: president
1: (laughs) yes um well being that it's the third year uh we've really more or less established more of the position and roles and um because i was there for the team i went to the competitions uh last year and um already as it was, the teacher saw me working in class and he is the advisor. We just, we all collectively agreed that I could be the president. So it's still forming. And that's why um, it's important in the years ahead that they continue what they're doing, because I can't stress enough how the camaraderie and skills that we learn in engineering are so important. And um, going from The rookie team and for me being first introduced to engineering to them being the president it was um it was a good experience to learn because then I could see how important it is to teach and encourage students to do well and um I want to go back to what your question was. Do you mind repeating it? Because I feel like I'm going off. No, I think what you're going to
0: is fascinating as well. And I'm wondering, your question was about being a woman in a field dominated by men. But I think you touched on something, at least from reading I've done on research on, um, not that we want to overly stereotype, but different learning styles. And this collaborative approach is generally seen as female. This teaching approach is generally seen as more female. And the way you were describing sports, you know, the competitive set out to win things. So maybe it was like a perfect marriage for that me <laughs> that you were a female as well as interested yes. in engineering. But the question was just what's it like to be right. a female in a male-dominated field? And also, just in case we have any very young listeners, you know, little girls who are thinking about their future, if you could just kind of think of that when you're answering the question.
1: Okay. Well... Um, I can't sugarcoat that it is intimidating because it is a male-dominant field. There definitely are girls and great role models. Um, I think there was an article recently about 43 inspirational engineering women, or women in engineering, excuse me. Um, So there definitely is a growing number of women going into engineering. At my school... I never really felt um, too intimidated or that I was limited solely because of my gender. In this case, I was more often encouraged by the boys in my class and especially by my teacher to pursue it and to keep working at it. And if I struggled, they would all be more than willing to help me understand what the concept was, what is exactly going on in this process so i'm thankful that i have a school and a good environment where there was more encouragement and um because of that i'm very comfortable in the class especially like this year and um there are girls integrating into this because they are realizing you know that they can go far in this that There is potential for girls. And I find that um, it can be done. That even though it's male-dominant, it's the same with having, um, like in the arts, like having a theater where sometimes it is male-dominant and other times it's female-dominant. And then having males come in and they can do it and they can do very well in it. So women can do it too. But I think a lot of the problem goes with the math and the science component, because studies show how once you go into the middle and high school, many females become easily intimidated and frustrated with them not meeting the same standards as boys are with math and with science. And so because it's so difficult and you have to realize it's a challenge that you have to overcome for either every day or many different tasks, that it's more of a rewarding feeling than to go just something that you're interested in. Like math and science is actually my hardest subjects in school that I struggle with and have to get help for. But I feel so much better knowing that I'm learning and that it's difficult, but I'm overcoming those challenges. So if you have a good mental, um, if you have a good mindset that is and you just keep being positive and finding mentors and people who will help you, you'll go far. That you can
0: definitely do it. Where do you think that came from in you? Where do you think the idea that something that's hard for you (laughs) is what you keep pursuing and you're able to persist? Is that from where? Um, I feel like... Part of it is the
1: company I keep, like the friends I have. I'm with a lot of friends who um, go through challenges every day, and yet they know that the answer is not to give up, that it's to persevere. And I think um, definitely with films, as well as my encouraging parents and family and my teachers, they always uh, show me that there's so much more left Of me that I can still reach like such more potential that, um, you haven't seen it yet, but they can see it. So you have to keep working at it and trust that they're, they know more than what you know. So I think a lot of that is positive influence in my life from family and teachers and friends. And then because of that, then you too become a more positive and sensible person and you observe things and you recognize that Oh, look, that person is working really hard and they might not be in the top classes, but they're getting so much information and help that they seem a lot happier than someone who solely gets the grades. And I would rather have that um, experience through schooling and college to learn, not just to get the grades.
0: Well, Kirsten, this has been an inspiring half hour. <laughs> I really thank you so much for not just sharing your knowledge of engineering, but kind of a life's philosophy that I find inspiring. Oh, thank and, you very um, much. This has been exciting. We expect to hear good things from you. So send some word back to the enterprise, not just when you're on the dean's list, but when you're <laughs> doing exciting things. Okay, thank you very
1: Thank you very much. Very much.